Hi everyone and welcome to the fifth episode of the Road to Forex podcast where we will discuss everything Forex. You know, my name's Alex and without further ado, let's get stuck into this episode. So today we are going to focus on what are the best pairs to trade. It's another question that I always get asked by my students and my answer may come as a surprise to you. I trade quite a few pairs, 16 in total which is actually quite strange because when I first started out trading, I was trading on 22 pairs. However, the more I backtested, the more I refined strategy that I use today, the more I began to cut down on the number of pairs that I trade. And now I like to trade pairs that are a bit more volatile, but heavily traded. And I will tell you why I favor this type of pair within uh, this episode. I promise that I will keep the amount of times that I say pair down to a bare minimum. Anyway, let's let's get into it. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is how many, you know, pairs should you guys actually trade? And it actually reminds me of uh, this question when I first started trading, because I was asking this. And I was listening to a prominent Forex, quotation marks, guru, who actually has his own podcast on Spotify, on Apple, everywhere, and massive following. And everyone thought that, hey, he must be really good and really knowledgeable. And he said, trade as many pairs as you want. Now, he obviously did add that, you know, pairs such as the Tanzanian shilling against the US dollar shouldn't be traded. Well, of course it shouldn't. I'm sure you guys all know that African currency shouldn't be traded. I'd avoid South American currencies as well, and a few, uh, you know, Asian currencies as well. That's just due to the insane volatility of those pairs. Anyone who can successfully, and by successfully, I mean consistently trade those pairs is a god. But my point is that his advice was awful. Truly terrible advice, and I'll go into why. Whatever strategy you decide to use will not work on all pairs. So saying you know, trade as many pairs as you want is not correct. What it should actually be is go on, find your strategy and then backtest. And you will be able to see how many pairs are appropriate for you. I mean, it seems simple, right? As Sherlock Holmes would say, it's elementary. Uh, but even then there's so-called prop traders, gurus out there that are saying, yeah, trade as many pairs as you want. Don't do that. Just don't, please. As I said, when you're backtesting, you'll find out what pairs work. You might see that, you know, the Australian dollar against the Japanese yen, for example, doesn't work well for your strategy, but it does work well for the euro against the US dollar. Even recently, I deleted, I think it was the Swiss franc against the euro, it just doesn't work for me anymore. And I deleted it from my watch list as I hadn't traded it in months and months. So that's a prime example. I'm still doing it. I'm still literally backtesting making sure everything's all right, and cutting out pairs. So in a short answer to that question, how many pairs should you trade? Your strategy is going to dictate it. So don't take the advice of trading any pair. But also don't listen to those that say, trade one or two or even three pairs. I've had so many students go, oh yeah, I trade on two. Two pairs, that's it. I go, why? Why are you trading just two pairs? Well, I heard that you you master one pair and then you, no. There's no mastery of one pair and then you go straight into another. That's ridiculous. Because in the meantime, you're going to be missing out on a pair that could be working really, really well for you. Look at all of them. 
As I said, you've got enough time to backtest. You can just use a fake paper account, backtest, see what happens. You might as well use all of them. You've got nothing to lose. There's no point in just mastering one. I can't think of any successful trader that I know of that trades three pairs or less, even five pairs or less. Roughly around 10 pairs plus is what I'm used to seeing. So once you get to backtesting, you will realize very quickly which pairs do and don't work. I know I've said that multiple times, but I just want to stress that to you because it is the truth. If you are even looking for a mentor or you want to see if a strategy will work for you, don't ask what pairs are best to trade. Ask them what pairs does your strategy work on because that's going to show you if they know what they're talking about. If they, if they have a great understanding and they say, oh, well, the strategy works on X, Y, Z pairs, then you know that you know what they're talking about. They've obviously gone and back-tested. But if they say, oh, no, it works on all pairs, you can do it on any pair, then you know they're just talking a load of rubbish and they're probably going to scam you. So it's actually a really great question to ask if you are trying to find a mentor or if you are looking at someone's strategy and you want to just know a bit more about it. Of course, if someone does come out and say, hey, it only works on three pairs, that might be something up your alley, or it might not. But at least you'll have a good understanding of how knowledgeable that trader is. But enough of that anyway. We obviously know the number of how many pairs you should trade, but I'm sure you want to know what pairs I trade. And of course, I will reveal it to you now. Basically, it's all combinations of the New Zealand, Australian, Canadian and US dollar, as well as the Japanese yen, the euro, and the Great British Pound. Of course, you've got your classics like Great British Pound against the US dollar, same with euro against the US dollar, but I'm very fond of, obviously, that Great British Pound against the US dollar, the euro against the Japanese yen, and the US dollar against the Canadian dollar. Those are the pairs that I find to be the best. Now, I'm wondering why you, why I, I should say, trade these pairs specifically. Why do I have 16 pairs that I trade specifically? Well, it's a really good question. And just like the pairs that I listed just previously, they are heavily traded, which means there is a good amount of volatility within the market. So there's some good bullish and bearish spikes, which I can capitalize on because I, within my own strategy, like to go on massive spikes. That's what I look for. Um, so that's really good. And they also come out of countries that are very stable. US, Europe, England, all very economically stable countries. So you're not going to see, you know, massive spikes and pitfalls within a currency within, say, like a day. That's just not going to happen. Whereas if you look at, I don't know, the Argentinian peso against the US dollar, and please look it up, look at the chart you will literally look at it and go, what the heck is going on? It's near untradeable. Whereas the euro against the US dollar, for example, has rhyme and reason to it. It's because it's heavily regulated and heavily traded and comes from those economic, economically stable, stable countries. Sorry about that. <laughs> Completely minced my words. But yeah, that's basically it, guys. So there, as I said, New Zealand, Australian, Canadian, and US dollars it's, it's all variations. You can have NZD against USD, AUD against USD, 
great British pound again, as I said, against the Japanese yen, and all, all, all variations. They work really well with each other. Some that don't are the New Zealand dollar against the Australian dollar, and vice versa. That's because New Zealand and Australia are so close together, it doesn't really make sense. Because of course they're going to be quite competitive, so there's no real spikes. It's the same as having the Swiss franc against the euro. They're so close together, they're in very proximity. Switzerland is in Europe. They have a very, very close relationship in terms of, you know, market, I guess, volatility. It's not going to really move up or down. They kind of follow each other along, so there's no point in trading it. I hope that, guys, that makes sense to you guys. You know, these smaller countries in terms of economic stability, I guess, overall capital, uh, they swap around at, you know, the flick of a switch. Whereas, as I said before, the euro, the dollar, whether it be American, Australian, Canadian, are fairly stable. So when you do look at, you know, maybe the Mexican peso, if that's what it's called, or go back to the Tanzanian shilling, or, or the Thai baht, for example, you know, they're all going to be massively unstable, volatile pairs. So you don't want to trade them. So yeah, guys, that's it for this episode. I know it's kind of a shorter podcast than normal, but I just really wanted to answer the question quickly and promptly so you guys can get onto these pairs and then put them into your watch list and start to trade. As ever, guys, if you have any questions, if you actually want the watch list of what I actually trade, as in the exact pairs that I trade, send me an email at roadtoforex at gmail.com. roadtoforex at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to send it through to you. Until then, guys, stay safe, and I will see you later. Bye.